0: Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week.
1: Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here. And the beautiful. Pacific Northwest. It's certainly quite nice out there Uh, yesterday and Friday, and and today uh, we'll see what next week brings. It looks like the snow regime is going to come back, which is good. I know we need it in the mountains. It's just those gray days kind of wear on me. So as always, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Dot com. How goes the battle in the Finelli household, Mr. Finelli?
2: Love and life.
1: You're at the bottom. You and, you and the dog, bottom of the totem pole. Everybody, <laughs> you guys take orders, right? You're, you're like me. You're in charge from the second you leave your house to the second you get back.
2: In my own mind, I'm still a king. You're a Caesar <laughs> conquering Rome.
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the week that was in the capital <coughs> markets. Um, I guess it's just going to be rainbows and butterflies.
2: Let's just make the whole show about Nvidia,
1: right? Well, that's what CNBC has done. They just have said, "How can we spend 24, 23 and a half hours of 24 hours talking about Nvidia?" And I will say, like, it is. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Nvidia a little bit, in, a little bit more in a second. So, U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, uh, traded up 1.2% last week. So, not really as good of a week as most people. Uh, think based on if you had watched C N B C and they were literally it looks like doing backflips down the New York stock exchange hallways, but it, it really wasn't that big of an you know up week for the market, just if you own NVIDIA it was. Uh US small cap stocks actually traded down about two percent. So uh you know, last week we had some up performance in the small cap market, but that was certainly given up uh this week. International developed markets was where we did see outperformance last week, and we can talk some more about that. Uh, after 34 years, <laughs> the Japanese stock market finally
2: hit a new all-time high. Euro stock 600 at an all-time high. Europe and Japan, outperformers. Uh,
1: but international developed markets were up 2% last week. Uh, emerging market stocks also outperformed. They're up quarters uh, percent higher last week. Uh, in the bond market, we didn't see a whole lot of movement. Uh, the aggregate bond index. So think of the S and P 500 of the bond world was up about a quarter of one percent, which meant yields were a little bit lower last week. Uh, the yield on a six-month Treasury 5.35 percent, a one-year Treasury is five point or is just five percent flat. A ten-year f- Treasury is four and a quarter, and a third year is 4.38. It's weird when you go to the Treasury's website and you pull up the yield curve. The yield curve is is so funky. Like you know, it's still inverted but then it declines down to the 10 year and then the the 20 year bumps up like the 20 year uh, yields like 5.56 or something and then goes back down to the third year. So there's this weird anomaly. Uh, and a, a lot of that had to do with the last week we had a 20-year a Treasury auction that didn't go so well. So there wasn't a ton of appetite. And when that happens, uh, yield has to go up in order for investors to get interested. Uh, in the commodities market, we saw gold uh, trade three-quarters of 1% higher at $2,048 an ounce. And in the oil market, we saw oil trade down about 3% at $76.50 uh, a barrel. So before we talk about Jensen Wong and NVIDIA and how it's going to take over the world, and let's hope it doesn't because you know what? If NVIDIA takes over the world, that means AI has taken over the world. <laughs> uh, and that's not a good thing for us uh, homo sapiens. Uh, looking at the data continuing to come out in the US economy. Uh, and we're looking at earnings for the first quarter, mostly being over, and Josh will go over that in a second. Um, I'm still confused uh, about all the calls out there from Goldman and strategists and all these people saying the Fed needs to cut four times. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't see why the Fed would be cutting rates. Um, if you don't like inflation, and you really should not like inflation, uh, you, hope, you would hope the Fed is going to keep rates right where they are for longer, because... Uh, you know, inflation is really insidious. And and if the Fed were to make money easy again, because money by historic terms is still relatively easy right now. And if money they were to make money easier than it is now, uh, people would get out there and spend money and we would see inflation come roaring back. Um, and here, here's what it comes da- down to. Like you all, all sort of intrinsically, I guess, know that inflation is bad, but you're not really – you don't really put two and two together, a lot of you. And, and here's, what, here's why it's so bad. You know, the U.S. economy is doing really well. But if you ask the average American on the street, uh, they're going to say, ah, it's not really that great. The reason is because everything that you buy costs 25 percent more than it did three years ago. And that 25 percent is a meaningful number, right, especially if you're on the lower end of the income spectrum. And so the reason the Fed has to keep rates higher for longer is to make sure that inflation is extingu- extinguished because if you were to – like in the history of the United States, it, you if you looked at the economy right now with unemployment at 3.7 percent, the stock market at all-time highs, you wouldn't say – Oh, the Fed should be cutting interest rates. You would say, if the Fed cuts right now, you are going to risk inflation. Uh, But for some reason, because we've lived for 18 years of ultra low interest rates, all these doofuses, uh, for whatever reason, maybe they need it for their own personal situation. They want rates to go down. Really, I I just don't see it. Like, I I would rather the Fed – Put us in a s- sort of this shallow recession, then have inflation come back. I mean, think about that. Everything you all are buying is 25% more than it was three years ago. That is really meaningful. And that's why you all have this sense of like things aren't that good because that dollar that you spent three years ago bought you 25% more goods and services. That's really impactful and why most of you sort of are feeling the way you are. So, Josh. Most most of the way through earnings, uh, earnings certainly surprised. Why don't you uh, sort of give us the update on the earnings?
2: Uh, we're 450 through the 500 and the SP 500, 10% earnings growth year on year. Uh, so, really, sort of above the board, not so bad. Consumer discretionary, 12.5% higher. Revenues, 3.5% higher. Everywhere but energy and materials are positive. So. so
1: consumer discretionary, guess what? Those are the inflationary names.
2: Yeah, well, and, you know, I was going to follow on with the, that last PPI, producer price index. You're seeing a reacceleration in economic activity. Think back to September, October. I remember just how negative the sentiment got there for a month and a half. And, you know, there's a lot of people ready to go to cash again. And. <laughs> Like, the least likely scenario was a reacceleration in economic activity, and per- it precisely played out that way. And we're seeing that sort of structural recovery happening amidst higher rates, like the scenario that no one predicted uh, is happening. And right. uh, it's, you know... If, if Which you're... means rates aren't restrictive. Totally. So, so well, can... and acknowledge, like, financial conditions are the least restrictive they've been uh, since 2021. So, uh, I, tough to... Argue for any cuts, really, any time in the first half of the year. Powell was way too premature on this one.
1: So the chip maker, as Josh mentioned, Nvidia reported earnings. And so, just for you, those that don't know, they you know they are a big chip maker in the AI space. Alter, uh, you know the um, artificial intelligence space. Uh, they reported earnings on Wednesday night. Uh, earnings were up over 400 percent year over year. Uh, the stock. NVIDIA now has a market capitalization of $2 trillion. There are only two companies bigger than it in, in the United States. That's Microsoft and Apple. Uh, NVIDIA on Thursday, the day after they reported earnings, added $276 billion in market cap it's like a in Netflix. one day. It's a, a Netflix. No, no. It's Chevron or yeah. Bank of America. It's more. So it, it's crazy things are happening. And, you know. Um, one of the other things that it, it, we've never been in this situation is now the United States of America, the market cap of the United States of America, the stock market in the U.S. is now more than 50 percent of global market capitalization. It's never been this much. Uh, and so, you know, something's got to give. I know you; those of you that listen to our show, we talk about diversification, being diversified overseas, up and down the market cap spectrum. Uh, but you know, you, you keep saying to yourself, well, what are these guys talking about? Um, you know, this doesn't make any sense. The last time we saw a market like this was the nifty 50 where the, uh, you know, in the in the 60s when 10, the top 10 companies in the S&P uh, were 40% of the market cap of the S&P. We're not quite there yet, but we're quickly trying to get there. All right. Again, if you want to be part of the show, call us 877 670 or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwalt.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about where you should be saving, the asset location,
3: furniture warehouse there's too much stuff one of a kind discontinued models and old furniture friends looks like we need to sell our furniture and mattress floor models to make room for the new 2024 products
4: well why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out perfect
3: the clearance sale is on at Wilson's of Redmond.
4: Save big bucks on mattresses, sofas, love seats, sectionals,
3: and recliners. Cocktail tables, and tables, over 700 accessories, up to 50% off.
4: Wilson's clearance sale is on now.
3: Special financing and always free delivery. See store for detail.
4: Inventory is going down, so the sooner you come in, the better selection.
3: Better get in here. At Wilson's of Redmond. Sale ends February 29th. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it local since 1962.
5: Highline Homes knows that when it comes to building a custom stick-build home for you and your family, there's a lot that goes into that decision. We always say that Highline Homes is with you every step of the way through the building process. They
4: walked me through everything. The plans, uh, they were just extremely helpful. Um, they didn't push.
5: It was, it was really nice. If you want to see floor plans, virtual tours, and more, go to HighlineHomes.com. Oregon, CCB 181069. Highline
6: Homes. On your lot on time, built right.
5: We'll
7: mm-hmm. be Your delicious Omaha Steaks favorites are always on hand with the all-new Omaha Steaks subscription program. It's the subscription that puts you in control to choose what foods, how much, and when. Enroll today at omahasteaks.com slash sizzle and lock in an extra 10% off every subscription order. Plus, you'll get four free Omaha Steaks burgers on all recurring shipments. That's up to $287 in value. And as a thanks for subscribing, with every third shipment, a free gift valued at $19. 99 or more is yours. Change selections, pause the program, or cancel at any time. With Omaha Steaks, you're in control. At omahasteaks.com slash sizzle, lock in your price plus get that extra 10% off every subscription order and those free burgers for life. Convenience has never tasted so good. Enroll today at omahasteaks.com slash sizzle and subscribe to perfection. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher.
0: Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. Uh, If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable dollars, assets, call our office to get one of those meetings scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always email us by going to our website, com. It's funny, Josh and I were talking about how many of those meetings we had in January and February. I feel like there was a lot of people, as part of their news resolution was to like clean up or, or take over their financial life, and so we had a lot of those Uh, free retirement meetings. Uh, And those are always fun for us because we get to meet our listeners and all that stuff. And Josh gets to meet all the fanboys that are Josh groupies. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I I don't have any. At least you have some. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, So this was – Josh and I were talking when we were getting ready for the radio show this week, and um, I I was talking about uh, the tax system and tax brackets and how they actually work. Um, because and i 'm bringing this up because most people don't understand uh, th- their actual tax rate, what they 're actually paying their effective tax rate and and Josh was describing that uh, when he was in law school that he had to well why don 't you describe it since since you were actually there?
2: Well, in tax, which everyone has to take
1: and mind you, these are law students so they 've already graduated from undergrad they're like you know top percentage of intelligent people,
2: yeah. theoretically just calculating that effective rate which is, you know, basically a weighted average. <laughs> I Remember people's heads exploding
1: yeah they, they, these are smart people I came, and they couldn't I came it out.
2: to law school, so i didn't have to do math. It was like the common refrain, and it's just so funny <laughs> but so you know so there's tax most people understand that there's tax, or hopefully you understand this
1: and, and and the other thing I bring this up is like we I have clients or we have prospective clients that come into the office, and, and I'm like, why do you me any bonds like you don't pay any federal income tax, so you're you're giving up two hundred and fifty or three hundred basis points, so 25 or 3% in actual return or yield, because you have tax-free bonds relative to taxable bonds, but you don't pay any taxes anyway, so who cares about the tax-free component? So this is like this. You know, you should understand your personal circumstances when you vote. So many of you are like voting for politicians that are actually the worst person for you that you could put in office ever. So make sure you understand your own circumstances when you vote, but also when you invest your money, um, and and also just when you're when you're talking, so you don't sound like a doofus. So there's two 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 tax rates that are important. And, and people talk about this all the time. It's, it's your marginal tax rate and then your effective tax rate. And everybody thinks their marginal tax rate is their actual tax rate, and it's definitely not. Usually, it's less than half. And your marginal tax rate is the bracket at which your last dollar is earned. And so I will give you an example of somebody, a theoretical Joe Schmo, uh, that earned, uh, th- th- this year is going to earn $182,000. Uh, his marginal tax bracket, bracket so the, the his, where his last dollars are earned, is in the 24% bracket. So the lowest bracket's 10, then it goes to 12, then it goes to 22, 24, you know, all the way up to 39%. But his last bracket is 24%. So he's going to earn some of his money that he's going to pay 24%. But his effective tax rate, is le- is like 12.8 percent so the the actual rate when you blend all of the rates together on all of his income the effective rate this person is paying is 12.8 percent which is, you know that's not fun to pay but a lot of you are like complaining about taxes so if you're making sixty thousand dollars, your tax rate is so low like relative to the benefits you get from society, the rest of us that are paying more, you should never, ever complain about paying the, the, your tax rate because your tax rate is so unbelievably low. It, it, it's not something you should be claim, co- complaining about. So understand this. You can look on your tax return and you can see your marginal tax rate. And that's the rate at which your highest dollar that you've know that you earned is is paying. But your effective tax rate is the only one that actually matters. So Understand that when you're making investments, but also when you're talking about when you say you pay too much in taxes, because most of you don't. Like your actual effective tax rates are single digits or 10 percent or less, which, come on, relative to all the everything that you get uh, in the United States, is that a real big price to pay?
2: I'm going back to the pre uh, Woodrow Wilson days before the advent of the U.S. income tax.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes with all these people here. You better bring back the purge. when you look at the chart. You better bring back the
2: purge. Then. The the ultra high earners when you adjust for inflation. This is per Tax Foundation. Ninety uh, percent post World War II. Ouch. What do you mean ninety percent marginal rate for million dollar earners?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, go back to Ronald Reagan lowered the highest marginal tax rate. It was it was ninety
2: percent. It was seventy for adjusted for inflation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So wow, the tax rates we're paying now are super super low
2: they haven 't been this low since uh, the 1930s yeah yeah
1: so and, and you know obviously we 're running this giant deficit, so you can all can do the math right what 's going to happen? tax <laughs> rates are going to have to go up.
2: Well, they're going to remember. They're going to go up in 2025 after 2025 anyway, because all, all the tax cuts and job act stuff starts to sunset. So especially, well,
1: the orange Jesus could get reelected and <laughs> and make them. Go yeah, back.
2: But the composition of Congress obviously. Are they going to be able to push that through? Or uh, we'll see. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Um, Josh and I thought we'd talk in this segment a little bit about asset location, not asset allocation. So there's that asset allocation, the sort of mix of stocks and bonds, and where you're allocating your money inside of your portfolio. But in in this segment, Josh and I thought we'd talk about. Um, you know, the different places you can save, right? So you can save in a traditional IRA or 401k, you can save in a Roth IRA or 401k, or you can save in a taxable investment account. And so, Josh, why don't you just sort of describe like why we think it's so darn important for, especially for pre-retirees to really think hard about where they're saving. Well,
2: you can't control market returns, and of course you can't control the tax law, but you definitely can control how you use your different accounts. And so, you know, especially for those people that, you know, that we, we have a lot of clients that still have pensions and... Uh, you know, the people that are going to have a relatively high baseline income, this especially applies to you or you already have pretty significant uh, pre, you know, tax deferred accounts like your, your traditional 401k balance is in the seven figures. So your required minimum distributions are going to be pretty substantial and that's all taxable at ordinary income. So this matters to you a lot too. But again, controlling where your marginal dollar comes from is what matters the most here. And whether that's in the form of a Roth, uh, which is the the best option out there? If you can control your marginal dollar, can come from a Roth. Or next best option would be from uh, a taxable account. And of course, if you're realizing a gain, it's going to be a capital gain, so it's going to be at a significantly lower but, tax but, rate. We're talking about
1: savings. You're talking about when it's coming out. So when you're a pre-retiree saving in the. Pre-tax account, yeah, or the, or the
2: post-tax account. You want to be able, you you need that because there's going to be these reasonably foreseeable one-time expenses, and so if you can continue to plow as much money you can in that taxable account, uh, and we prefer it over continuing to make tax-deferred contributions because. You're going to use that money first, and you're going to postpone when you actually have to take it out of your pre-tax retirement accounts.
1: And the, you know, the biggest thing that you all should know is, you know, on all retirement accounts, IRAs and 401ks, there's contribution limits. So you can't, you know, once you get to that limit, you can't contribute anymore. There is no contribution limit in a taxable account. So the wealthiest people in the world have these accounts, and that's where they have most of their money, and that's why their their tax rates are so darn low, uh, because this is where they get their money from. It's even some of them have zero tax rates because they. Borrow against it, but that's a different—that's a different uh, segment. So, save in a taxable account. You will thank yourself when you get to retirement. All right. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short video in the middle and end of every month. We'll do one next week where we talk about what's going on in markets and how that affects your money. Go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com and you can get added to the e-newsletter list. When we come back, we'll tackle some of your emails, so you should stick around. Mm
0: Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on northwestquadrantwealth.com.
5: Highline Homes knows that when it comes to building a custom stick-built home for you and your family, there's a lot that goes into that decision. We always say that Highline Homes is with you every step of the way through the building process.
4: They walked me through everything, the plans. Uh, they were just extremely helpful. Um, they didn't push. It was it was really nice.
5: If you want to see floor plans, virtual tours, and more, go to HighlineHomes.com. Oregon CCB one eight one zero six nine.
6: Highline Homes on your lot, on time, built right. Did you know that the average public university student borrows $32,880 for their bachelor's degree? Many borrowers list student debt as the main barrier to buying a home, starting a business, or even retiring from their jobs. Are student loans keeping you from other goals? Between different payment plans, types of cancellation, and tax implications, we know that student debt can be confusing. Don't let that confusion keep you from addressing your debt. Our website offers resources including frequently asked questions, links to other sites, and tips for avoiding scams. The site is updated by the Student Loan Ombuds who also receives and attempts to resolve complaints about servicers or other issues with student loans. Take control of your financial future by addressing your student debt today. Visit the Division of Financial Regulations Student Loan Help Site at dfr.oregon.gov or call the Student Loan Ombuds at 888-877-4894. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Hey
8: there, Cosmic family. This is Christy from The Depot. I hope this new year finds you ready for a fresh crop of blossoming. Whether it be the fruition of your dreams or the growth of your heart and all other success in between, The Cosmic Depot supports you in your push to the light. We got some tools here for you. A huge selection of tarot and oracle cards wonderful handmade journals and candles for days beeswax soy wax scented unscented colored not colored from here in bend and there in germany and lots of places in between i like what i like for you here at the cosmic depot and i am happy to go the distance to get it and let me tell you it is all new goodness coming in daily now you bless us with an abundant holiday like no other and we reinvest in wonder picked especially for you Cosmic is going to dial up the good vibes and and you will notice when you stop on by the Cosmic Depot at 342 Northeast Clay and Bend open daily from 10 to 7.
3: Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out here.
4: Where are you?
3: In Wilson's Furniture Warehouse. There's too much stuff. One of a kind, discontinued models and old furniture friends. Looks like we need to sell our furniture and mattress floor models to make room for the new 2024
4: products. Well, why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out? Perfect.
3: The clearance sale is on at Wilson's of Redmond.
4: Same Big bucks on mattresses, sofas, love seats, sectionals, and recliners. Cocktail
3: tables and tables. Over 700 accessories, up to 50% off.
4: Wilson's Clearance Sale is on now.
3: Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details.
4: Inventory is going down, so the sooner you come in, the better selection.
3: Better get in here. At Wilson's of Redmond. Sale ends February 29th. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it local since 1962.
8: Are you on a weight loss journey and looking for a jump start? At Bend Laser Lipo, you can lose 2 inches in 32 minutes or it's free. The only FDA-cleared device for immediate fat loss and skin tightening. Proven 100% effective in clinical trials. Patients lost an average of 3.5 inches and 1.6 liters of fat in only one hour. Immediate fat loss, no pain, no downtime. So get started today for the body you desire at OregonLaserLipo.com.
0: you are listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com.
1: Welcome back. Hopefully, uh, we have some new listeners. I know it is a vacation week, school vacation week for the state of Washington and the wonderful state of California. And so there's lots of people in Central Oregon uh, here from those two states enjoying their vacations. And, you know, that drive up to Mount Bachelor is so enjoyable on these weekends. <laughs> so hopefully, maybe you're not sitting in traffic driving up to Mount Bachelor. Josh had an exciting Saturday uh, or, or last weekend, Sunday. Trying, Sunday, trying to get up to Mount Bachelor. Three hour round trip. Three hour so- round trip. And he didn't actually make it to the mountain. No, I did not. Yeah, we have lots of good stories, but. I'm gonna hold off on uh, land based thing. They're gonna what Josh and I have concluded about Mount Bachelor is they're gonna have to build a a gondola that starts somewhere near Tethro and goes all the way up to the mountain so that they can take a lot of cars off those off the road because it's getting really pretty I think, untenable. I Think we need
2: a European style funicular. What does that mean? You know, like those little train. Oh little that tram things. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a lot of. I don't think that would go over so well. We could be sipping our schnapps. That would
2: be, uh, I think that would be cool.
1: So there are two ways to use money. One is as a tool to live a better life. And the other, all you millennials, is a yardstick of status to measure yourself against others. Many people are aspiring for the former but get caught up chasing the latter. Right? So. Here's what I I think when I like when I think about uh, the great Charlie Munger who just passed away Warren Buffett's partner is he always wanted to be rich, not because he cared about buying some fancy car or whatever having a private jet, just because it gave him option and he had you know the the proverbial fu money and like at the end of the day don't like what what I think when I think about what money I don't care about the actual money I care about that it gives me the ability to do what I want and say what I want um, and, and so. Uh, you know, but so many people these days, especially in Central Oregon, it is this weird, weird
2: place. that's have got California, you, you know, this friend of mine, but I didn't know you were going to bring this up. But uh, it just reminds me of a text he sent me yesterday and I'm pulling it up right now. And he was talking, he was going to hot yoga and he was talking about some douche at hot yoga. And he writes to me, he drives an older Prius and watches me get in and out of my car and he just hates me. <laughs> and this is a millennial who has a $150,000 yeah. Audi, and I know he'll never listen to our radio show, but I just laugh because it's like, yes, that Audi you lease is quite nice, but. You lease. You're renting it, bro.
1: <laughs> money is a tool you can use, but if you're not careful, it will use you. Sometimes the stuff you spend money on has so much influence over your autonomy and sanity that it's not clear whether you own
2: things or they own you. So remember that. And having a high income and spending it all means those things own you. Right. And so just be very careful. The hedonistic treadmill, especially as a millennial, is tough to get off.
1: Yeah. And, it, you know, lifestyle creep is a real thing. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, we're not saying be martyrs. And, you know, I, I hate these these pundits that talk about, you know, if you, if you skip the cup of coffee every day, you'll end up with an extra $2 million in your account. That, that's none of that is true. Um, so, you know, you still have to live your life. And, and you know, the, the most depressing thing for Josh and I in this business is seeing um, our elderly clients either have dementia and have to go into a retirement home or just pass away. Uh, and they have, you know, many, many millions and millions and millions of dollars in their investment accounts. And, they, you know, they could have used that money for more experiences, or more time with their friends, or those kind of things, and so we're not we're not in the martyr camp where you should save every penny and never enjoy yourself, but
2: uh, just don't. No, we're douche. firmly on the side of work harder and make more money. Yeah, but you know, with remember, the American dream. So many of our elderly clients that you know they refrain from spending out of many cases out of fear, but their beneficiaries just destroy their accumulated assets in a matter of months. Yeah. These we watch are it play out all the time. That
1: either went through the depression or sat across the table from somebody who went through the depression. And so it definitely shapes how they think about money. All right. We got an email from Dave B. Dave, you know who I'm talking about. Hopefully your uh, phone number starts with 985. So hopefully that helps you. I live in Bend and listen to your Saturday radio show frequently. I'm uh, completely on board with your investment strategies. Well, that's good. I'm 71 years old and soon subject to an RMD what he, that's required minimum distribution from his retirement accounts. Uh, Dave says I have about 700 k and a pre-tax IRA and fixed annuity with Fidelity. I'm fortunate enough to have a pension and Social Security, which more than cover my monthly expenses. So I do not draw from my retirement investments. I know the RMD will be taxed as if it was earned income and will likely bump me into the next tax tax bracket. My question is, what's the most tax-efficient way to take the RMD distribution? I already have a charitable giving trust, which is well-funded, so I don't want to further fund it to lower my taxable income. So thanks for that question, Dave. Uh, So unfortunately, Dave, I know you're maybe waiting for us to answer this question because I emailed, I corresponded with you via email this week. Um, I don't have like a good solution. I have a what I think might be a solution, but it's not going to maybe be one that is the the best for you. So I'm sort of answering this for all the other listeners as well. Um, So, you know, for those of you um, that don't know, uh, you have to start taking money from your qualified retirement plan. So the money like your traditional 401k, traditional IRA, where you got the tax benefit when you make the made the contribution, that money's grown tax deferred. And now the IRS says, the federal government says, we want you to take that money out so we can get tax revenue on that money that's never been taxed. And so it, now it's 73 years old, like in Dave's case, in two more years, he's going to have, have to start taking money out of that $700,000. And Dave is correct. That will be taxed as ordinary income. And so it like in Dave's case, it's going to move him up to that next marginal tax bracket. It's not going to it'll change his effective tax bracket, but it's not going to uh, be huge. Uh, Maybe his RMD will be relatively big. But um, and and so uh, what Dave already has a charitable giving trust. um, And so what I would tell you is you can do something called a qualified charitable distribution. I don't know, Dave, if you don't want to give any more to charity, um, but if you do something called a qualified charitable distribution uh, where you pick a 501c3 charity, it has to be a 501c3 charity, and the money goes directly from your IRA, directly to that charity, uh, you don't have to pay taxes on that money. Now, Dave, if you if you don't want to uh, give to any more money to charity, you guess what? You're just going to have to pay taxes. There is no way around uh you having to take the qualified chari- i mean the the required minimum distribution and pay taxes on that so hopefully that helps dave but you can do something ca- called a qcd qualified charitable distribution uh you know call up fidelity when you get to r- rmd age and say i want to do a qcd qualified charitable distribution these are the companies i want the money sent to and they will help you uh make that uh, not companies charities they have to be a 501c3 charity uh, okay we got an email. Doesn't say who this person. Uh, I'm 64. My goal, grown children, t- age 23 and 25, are the beneficiaries of my retirement accounts. I have a Roth IRA, simple IRA, and a rollover IRA. When I die, what will the tax consequences be for them? Uh, will they have to put uh, pay any tax upon inheriting the accounts, and will they have to pay any taxes when they withdraw the money over time? Um, so. I don't know what your name is, but uh, d- depending on the size of your state, if you live in the state of Oregon, um, let's assume your um, estate is uh, over a million dollars. Some of the, some of your estate is going to uh, be subject to the estate tax here in the state of Oregon. It's 16% above a million dollars, so you're going to have to deal with that. Um, and, and then in terms of the retirement accounts, assuming… Uh, you know, y- y- they are named beneficiaries on these IRAs. Which, uh, oh yeah, it says that they are. Um, they are going to have to, uh, in they're going to have to take the money out, depending on when you die. You know, if you're in RMD phase, uh, but most likely they have ten years to take the money out uh, of the of the simple IRA, the rollover IRA, uh, and then the Roth is never going to be taxed. So, uh, but they they have to they have ten years, so they can take it out over time. Or they can take it all at once. I would tell them if they were if you were a client of ours, I would say uh, to your kids, I'd say, okay, well, you know, these two accounts are going to be taxed as ordinary income when you take them out. You have ten years to do it, and so the best thing probably for you to do from a tax standpoint, depending on their circumstances, is to say, let's just divide this number by ten and take a tenth of it out, and at the end they'll probably have to take a bigger lump sum. If they don't have much earned income, they can speed that up. But uh, yeah, they got a, rid of the stretch IRA rules uh, when Trump signed the Secure Act 2.0, or no. Yeah, Trump signed the original Secure Act, and as part of that, they got rid of the stretch IRA. So they used to be able to stretch the IRA over their lifetime, and now they have 10 years to take it out. All right. Uh, If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, give an office a call, 800-743- 0988. When we come back, we're going to talk about the
6: It goes by many names. Your place of refuge, your castle, your shelter from the storm. But most of us just call our house home, as in... I'm hungry. I'm going home.
9: There's a community in Bend that offers the best of resort living. They are modern apartment homes with highly desirable amenities at Stonebriar. You want a cook's kitchen, spacious baths, and full-size washers and dryers? You'll find that at Stonebriar.
8: It sounds like the kind of place we'd love to come home to.
9: Stonebriar Apartments are showing now, and the extras are fantastic. to clubhouses, fitness centers, computer labs with free Internet, big-screen TVs, sparkling heated pools, billiards, covered parking, and small pets are welcome.
8: Oh, it sounds wonderful.
9: Take a tour and see it yourself, located on Highway 20 near 27. Come home to Stonebriar. Call 541-330-5020. That's 330-5020.
4: Heart disease is the number one cause of death among older adults. But here at Prestige Senior Living High Desert, we take the health and wellness of our residents to heart. We're offering a free guide on heart health for older adults on our website at PrestigeCanHelp.com. It includes information on common heart health risks and tips on how nutrition, fitness, sleep, and stress management can promote a healthy heart. Visit PrestigeCanHelp.com to download the guide. Again, that's PrestigeCanHelp.com.
9: This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-266-9102 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-266-9102. That's 800-266-9102. What do you have to lose? Call 800-266-9102. Again, 800-266-9102.
0: Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management.
1: Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you want to be part of the show, call us 877-670-7117. 117 or you can always email us if you go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com. So, uh, US stock markets are at all-time highs and a lot of times when you uh, hear that, you it makes you nervous, right? All-time highs, I can't be buying stocks. Uh, but the reality is is it's not something you should fear. Uh, the reality is about this US stock market is it's really it's usually within 2% of an all-time high like 75% of the time. Uh, because if you think about markets, right, over time they're proxy for earnings, and over time uh, markets go higher, and so uh, they're they're always generally going to be relatively close to an all-time high, and unless we have bear markets, and those you know significant sell-offs happen once every five or six years, and then it's, uh, it takes us a while to get back to an all-time high, but then the, then from there the market generally in a bull market is trading relatively close to an all-time high. And so, you know, when you go back to to 2012 and we got to a new all-time high and and you said to yourself, like, "Ah, I don't know, I can't invest in this. Well, 14 years later, we're still really close to an all-time high and you would have missed a huge move up in the stock market. So when you hear all-time high in the stock market, and Josh and I fall prey to this too, like when we get a new account and it's all cash, like, you know, we leg in mostly for the clients. uh, you know, well-being and, and mental stability, but you know, the reality is the stock markets, the way that stock markets work, the way that they go up over time, all time highs happen quite frequently in the stock market. Um, you know, this is, I, this analogy was pretty good. Warren Buffett loves to use this analogy too. Uh, but, and I'm using it because it's a Red Sox, but Boston Red Sox legend, Ted Williams, the best hitter, Teddy baseball. Uh, he was famous for describing his batting style of waiting for the fat pitch. Uh, this, this meant he was only looking to swing uh, when the pitch was in his zone where he had the highest probability of making great contact. Warren Buffett took the analogy further. He said the best thing about the stock market is you're can stand. you never going to strike out. Like Ted Williams was going to strike out if he just let the ball go by. But uh, as Buffett says, you can stand at the plate all day long, meaning the stock market, and wait for the best pitch, perfect pitch for you. Uh, And so I I just would be careful about that because if you wait, 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 uh, the stock market can go up another 300% while you're waiting on the sidelines. Um, And then before we talk about uh, all the super nerds going after Dave Ramsey, I guess Josh and I included, uh, the Congressional Budget Office is forecasting U.S. government debt held by the public to increase – Uh, From a record 26 trillion right now to uh, to 48 trillion, and that's just American people by 2034. Government debt held by the public as a percent of GDP is projected to rise from 97% to 116% over that period. So here we are, folks. Um, You know, the old Fed governor from Dallas was on CNBC. Uh, and he sort of got glazed over by uh, Scott Wapner, which drove me nuts. But we're coming to a point, and I don't know when that point is. When the fact that we uh, have so much debt—34 trillion and counting—is uh, going to be an issue. You know, servicing the debt will soon become the largest line item in the federal government. Meaning, just paying the interest on the debt we have will be our biggest line item, our biggest outlay, uh, and that's not a good thing. And here's the other thing I would tell you. Is we are running huge deficits right now, with you know the usually in the history of this country, when we run deficits this large, it's because we're in a really deep recession and tax revenues are way down. So you go back to the global financial crisis, we ran huge deficits then. Great Depression in the seventies, all those times, we have three point seven percent unemployment and we're running huge deficits. Like why are these dips? These you know I, mean, I almost said it. Why are these? politicians not understanding the circumstances we are in things are good this is when we shouldn't be running huge deficits i will give william jefferson clinton right bill clinton he's the last time we run a, ran a surplus in the united states when things were good he, he got the, the government the to a place policy- where we were running a surplus
2: policymakers reality will recalibrate around rates so much of it was you could have your cake and eat it too for so long because we'll rates were so low We'll see. You, it didn't
1: force... Which, which one of these doofuses are you talking about? But it,
2: universally, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it didn't force a binary decision, and there was no guns and butter style trade-off, because there, yeah, well, was, you could
1: have it all. Remember, in the 90s, Bill Clinton had to deal with something called the Bond bon Vigilantes, right? And yeah. the Bon Vigilantes are going to force things. No, I, I,
2: rem- I mean, the James Carville quote, like, uh, it, all that, but uh, there was no trade-off, and you got... To do everything. And now there's going to be a trade off. And I think policymakers are s- slowly coming to that reality. But uh, as Congress's composition becomes increasingly millennial, it will just be uh, more vitriol directed at the Fed to lower rates permanently. Yeah, we're going to have permanent zero interest <laughs> rates in the United
1: States. <laughs> okay, so um, the, this is a situation where, you know, if you ask the average American on the street, how much they can take from their retirement assets on an annual basis. Uh, when they're retired and not run on money, you get big numbers like 7%, 8 9%. And then you, when you ask the person why they think they can take that much from their retirement accounts, it's because they say, well, the stock market does 10%. And so if I get 10% and I take out 7 I should be good, right?
2: This is the horseshoe theory of uh, political science uh, applying itself to fin- financial planning where the left and right, the fixed dreams are... Actually, very close together because you have the TikTok people and the super nerds both going after Dave Ramsey uh, at the same time.
1: Well, so Dave Ramsey's the, you know, if you listen to our show, there's a chance you've heard him before. But Dave Ramsey says that the safe withdrawal rate from retirement assets is 8%. And he says that because if you, he, his words, if you put your money in a good growth mutual fund, you should be able to get a 12% return. And I, I, I'm not sure which growth mutual fund Dave Ramsey's talking about over somebody's retirement lifestyle, lifetime. But let's just assume that you could get 12%. But let's also assume that you're going to have bear markets in retirement, uh, and some of those 12%. If you're going to get 12%, that means you're going to go down 55%, right, in a in a real bear market. And so, if you do what Dave Ramsey's telling you, and you're 100% invested in stocks, a lot of you. Your retirement money is going to last maybe 13 years, and in the best-case scenario where the market, the bear markets aren't bad and the bull markets are really good, your money is going to last you 22 years. And I don't know any one of our, single one of our clients, if I said to them, uh, look, uh, with this strategy, you're going to run out in 13 years, or, or maybe at the best end, you're going to run out in 22 years. Not a single one of our clients would be okay with that. And, and remember, Dave Ramsey's not managing any money, so he can say these stupid things and people take his word for it. But like what that doofus says on the radio is really dangerous as it relates to the investment part. Now. You know, I'm not always on board with his debt. Like He thinks nobody should have a penny in debt. You know, having a 3% mortgage isn't the end of the world for a lot of people. But the dangerous thing he's saying – so where do Josh and I stand on this? 4.5% or less, ideally 4% is your ideal withdrawal rate for a 65-year-old couple, uh, oh, like, let's say 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio. The idea that you can take 8%, I think that Dave Ramsey's head is clouded and he forgets about bear markets. He's just been Because when the, you take 8% in a bear market, it becomes 16% real quick.
2: He's in the triple Q's, which is 20% CAGR over the last- Yeah, but what happens when the triple Kager Q's, Kager Q's the go the down 20. <laughs> 80% in 2000
1: through 2 Your retirement savings are wiped out. And so, uh, Dave, I, I'm not sure why he didn't do the math and, and, and before he espouses this craziness, uh, but he's wrong. Like they're, they're, I would argue this with him. He can call the radio show. He is wrong. 8% is not a safe withdrawal rate. I guess unless Josh's millennials become Fed chair and then it's fine. All right. Uh, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in markets and how that affects your money. Uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and we will add you to our e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to talk about dividend investing, so stick around.
0: Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six-minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. dot com.